Hey guys, welcome to the Boozy Book Club Podcast, the show where we give our unsolicited and unprofessional opinions on whatever books tickle our fancy, all while drinking themed cocktails based on that book. Hard questions will be asked, spoilers are given, shadow daddies are welcome. I'm Sarah, and I'm Gina, and you're listening to the Boozy Book Club Podcast. Friendly reminder to anyone listening, every episode is full of spoilers. So don't listen if you haven't read the book and don't want to be spoiled for you. You've been warned. Welcome. Hola. Howdy. We are here in <laughs> studio with our guest star, Kendra. What's up? She's the more of our crew. That is true. Last episode, we, uh, we <gasps> tried to pick different characters and who in our friend group would be that person and you won more. Yeah. You oh became my more. gosh, what an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No, I'll take that. I'll take that. (laughs) Yes. So we're happy to have you. Thank you. Um, Am I your second guest? Was it TJ and the? Well, TJ's kind of a reoccurring guest. Oh, guest. He also lives here, so so I'm like first official guest. Yes. 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 You are the first full-time official guest. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've already read the book. This is my second time. Um, This is my reread, but this is your first time reading it. Mm -hmm. This is Sarah's first time reading it. What were your initial thoughts? Initial feelings? So, def- like we said, definitely the dirtiest of them all. I don't know, dirty's not the right word. It's just mm-hmm. the raunchiest, I yeah. think. is spiciest. Spiciest, <laughs> yes. Um, I loved Nesta's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved also getting to know Cassian a lot more. Yes. Um, I mean, overall, I loved it, obviously. And I, the ending, well, I guess we'll get there, but like... Yeah, I liked it a lot. I I don't think it was my favorite, honestly. What was your favorite? I think it might be the second. Yeah. I liked War. I think that was my favorite. But Mr. Fury is a close second. Okay, so can we back up? Because I've saved this story for you guys. Yes. Tell us. Story time. For Tamlin. So I got introduced... (laughs) I got introduced to this from my friend Sarah Cook. She was like, you should read them. You would like them a lot. Um, And so I texted her like halfway through the first one. And I was like, this is like... Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. This is like the perfect like romance like version of Beauty and the Beast, and I love it. And she's just like, it is right, and like <laughs> did not say anything, obviously. And I just I was in love with Tamlin. Mm-hmm. I thought he was knight in shining armor. I think everybody feels that way in the first, right? Or oh, I know yes. there is a big yes. debate between you guys with Tamlin. Yes. So when did the Tamlin stuff change for you guys? Um, I think. I, once again, another disclaimer, I do not stand Tamlin, all right, but I am, like, the defender of Tamlin for the okay. most part. I want but, to hear why you defend Tamlin. Okay. So, I think, for me, it changed, obviously, second book, right? So, mm-hmm. he becomes kind of possessive, whatever. So, the only, there's a lot of reasons I defend him. I, I just, defend is the wrong word. I can relate, I guess, or I can understand how he got there. That's, okay. I guess that's kind of a better way of explaining it. It's just, like, I think... We kind of go over this in some of the other episodes, but it's a continuous debate. So here we go. Down the rabbit hole <laughs> we go. Once again. <laughs> you know what? It's so, the last episode of Avatar. We have we to have keep to. going. You know we're going to argue about it. I want to argue about You know. You know. No, but it has to happen. <laughs> okay. So I don't agree with what he did or how he went about it, but I understand how he got there. I understand that under the mountain he saw her die and there was nothing he could do. And I 
think in my mind, I'm like, I see how you can have kind of like that trauma response of like, I'm going to protect her at all costs. Like I could not protect her in that moment. So I'm going to do everything I can to protect her. And we've talked about, and this, this will be interesting to see your point of view, because I've always said it's kind of almost like a parent in a way where like, if you knew that there's all these scary, horrible things out there, like, and you knew like she, honestly, in the first book, she's an idiot. Like, I'm sorry, but she is. And I, he saved her several times. And yes, she like fended off things, but like ultimately he stepped in in moments where like, I don't know that she would have survived. Like, you know, so he has those memories. He watches her die. There's nothing he can do in that moment. And then he does the only thing that he knows how to do. The only thing he's been doing for the last 300 years of like just protecting everybody at all costs. And that's just him as a person. And so I think while I don't necessarily agree with it, I understand why he did it. I understand that like, that's all he knows. That's all he's grown up with. That's all he knows. And it's just, it's very different. But I do think, and then we fast forward. And this is a hot button topic with Gina here. Uh, <laughs> we fast forward to the end of Wings and Ruin. Where he saves, like he's the last one to right. save Reese, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm under the impression that he easily could have just said to go fuck himself. And he could have laughed and not been that, you know? But, like, he loved her so much, even then. Even though he says the hateful, hurtful things, he still, like, went against everything that he was probably feeling and, like, saved Reese for her. I don't think he saved Reese for himself. I don't think he saved Reese for anybody other than Farah. Like, he, they obviously have a deep hated, you know, rooted hatred for each other. But he still, like, overcame that. And he, like, saved her with a King of Hibern. Like, there's several things that he easily could have just been like, you know what? Screw off. Like, we're done. And he didn't. And I think that, in my mind, Tamlin is the metaphor for every, like, horrible breakup you have. Like, you go through those, like, moments where, like, you just get pissed. And then you, like, start throughout time. You know, you start seeing the red flags. And you're like, oh, maybe I could have handled that better. Maybe I didn't. You know? And then you, you see them with their new girlfriend. And you're like, uh, What? What have you said this before where I'm like, you have to keep in mind too, like, this is very quick. Like, it's two months that she's, like, Reese's mate and then they're back, like, seeing him. So, like, think of someone that you dated, you know, and, like, in, in their mind too. Like, yeah, they were only together, let's say, three months, whatever. But, like, you see someone every single day. That also kind of, like, expedites the relationship, right? So, it feels like a year-long relationship because you've been with them every single day. And so, then two months later, she's like, I love this guy. And he's like, you loved me two months ago. Like, right. what? So I guess I just said, like, I can understand his emotions. I don't agree with his actions, but I understand the emotions behind them. So can I ask you, do yes. you think you would feel the same way had we not grown up with, like, the Edward Cullen trope? <laughs> of, like, that overprotective romance, romantic thing mm -hmm. that, like, we have had that for a very long time. Yeah. In our age. Like, that's, that's true. that was, like, that was most well, of... The, like, fantasy-style yes. things that we grew up with was, like, the overprotective, I will, I like, shelter you. Yeah. Well, and I almost thing. think, too, on that same note of, like, that's, yeah, like, that's what we wanted. Like, you know, that's what you came to expect, like, in a relationship almost. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and even Disney, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of times, 100%. like, the prince, you know, comes and saves the day. damsel in distress. Yes. Yeah. So, maybe not. I mean, I don't, I guess... The answer I have is I don't know, but I could. That's a good point that I didn't think about. So then, okay, and I have to pause here because I forever in my brain. I told her this last night. I've called him Riz this entire time, not Reese. <laughs> it's been Riz in my brain. And we had this whole conversation about it. Why? So I, I will say Reese. What do you call his full name? Rizand. Rizand. 
Why? I think like rice sands. Like I was always that was in my head. Risen. Okay. I don't know why. I. That's what my brain did. But resand sounds weird to me. Resand. Oh, I always called him. I thought it was like rice sand. I called him rice sand, and then, but I always called him Reese. But then now I call him Rhysand because it's in my brain now. Okay. But when I first I, I saw Rhysand, I called him Rhysand. I will try my yes. best to say it that way. I, I called him Rhysand, but Reese. I don't it's, know. Honestly, it's right, really, I, that's what I, I think, think of Rizzo. Rizzo. From, oh, okay. <laughs> from Greece. Like Rizzo. I, oh, Rizzo, I think of from the Muppets. Oh, oh yeah. So, but, no, you are fine because we mispronounce all these names like so multiple many times. times. So you're fine. You are not alone. Just keep going. Okay. So then if you look at, like, his love for her is very supportive. And, like, it's not the, she's not a damsel in distress. Like, Mm -hmm. type, let's let her, which it's also, I know you guys did fourth wing, too. It's very much the way Zayden is. Yes. As well. So We have that debate about Dane, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're, like. Dane and Tamlin are the same. Yeah. Henry's and, yeah, Zayden. I think maybe that's why we appreciate that romance a little more mm-hmm. is that it's like we grew up as the damsels in distress and like to feel like okay well we don't have to be that we yeah. can be actually just like supportive in the relationship instead of taken care of yes you know i like no i think that makes sense and on that same topic too like i grew up in a very traditional household mm-hmm. yeah too mm-hmm. where you know like there were things that were expected you know food is expected and like all that stuff and so it's funny that maybe that's also why, I mean, it was my upbringing, right? Like, I was just kind of grown to understand that that's the way it was. And then you grow up, and you're like, wait a minute, there could be other ways. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's sure. kind of like, sometimes there's arguments that, like, TJ and I have, where I'm like, I don't, you know, we love our parents and everything, but I'm like, I don't want my parents' marriage. Like, right. I don't want that. Exactly. And, you know, like, it's not, just because we've evolved as humans and how to treat each other, and you know, and, th- and that's not no fault to them because that's how they were raised too, you right. know. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. That like the more, yeah, because I feel that way about Tamlin too. Honestly, I feel like I understand why he acted the way he did. I understand. I think he has, he has, no... he needs some therapy. Let's yeah. put that out there. <laughs> my question he needs some therapy, is, but I get my... it. This is my question, though. It's not okay. whether or not we. I st- I oh, I've always said I understood what you're saying. My question, though, is at the end of the day, would you forgive him? And do you agree that? Do you think he's redeemed himself based on the end of Act Four? I don't know if redeemed is the right and word because, yeah. especially seeing him in this one, the the small parts that he pops up in Silver Flames, it's like mm, you're still kind of a dick, you yeah. know. But Tammy. like, I would forgive him. I wouldn't, but I am also, we've also come to feel, well, figure out that I'm not the forgiving type. But uh, I also seem to think that, like, forgiveness isn't necessarily for the person you're forgiving. Right. It I think it would no. be, yeah, I think it would be like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy, look. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I moved on. I'm yeah. done. You screwed everything up. Yeah. But I'm okay, and, like, best of luck to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, found this thing on the internet, I sent it to her, because we have this debate way too much. And it did, it did show me another side to it, because I am not for Tamlin. I am more for Tamlin. I'm not for Tamlin. Yeah. Not, not for Tamlin, and but I mean, like, I definitely, since starting this podcast and talking to you, have opened my eyes to the other side of his life more Mm -hmm. than I was before. (laughs) Okay. 
the I fictional had... past that we created <laughs> his family, all of his, his childhood traumas, <laughs> and whatever is going on in his life, I have thought more about. I literally, we were talking the other day, like, through text, and I was like, I never thought having you read this series and convincing you to read this series, I would ever talk this much about Tamlin mm-hmm. in my entire <laughs> life. Like, ever. Like, this was not the character I thought we would talk about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, and Gina was the Sarah Cook to me, because she... I remember at the end of it, she said, tell me what you're thinking. And I, I knew, based on memes, everyone was like, Sarah J. Moss is going to rip your heart out. And so I just knew Tamlin was going to die. Oh. And I was like, just tell me, I just, I'm just really afraid he's going to die. Mm. And she was like, no, no, he doesn't die. And I was like, okay, whoo, whoo. <laughs> you know, like, she's so supportive. She's like, it's it. a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a worse death. Like, I wish she would. No, I had, to, I had to say to her, she was like, I just, he's my type, he's this, this, this. Exactly. And I was like, I really like Tamlin. And I, like, was on the phone, I was like, gagging. <laughs> and I was like, you don't even know, I always had to, like, say that through text, and so it didn't bother me. And yeah. I was like, it physically pained me to say it. Because I'm not a person who likes to lie in general. Mm-hmm. You guys know me, I'm a fairly blunt human being. And it was just like... I, I had never physically felt pain like that in my life. And, like, it was it was such an odd feeling. But I sent her a meme the other day, and it was talking about – it was actually specifically for Tamlin. It was talking about how you're the – sometimes you have to be the villain in someone else's story, um, but you're the hero in, in another person's and that type of thing. And I was like, God, I hate it when people make sense. I, I fucking hate it. Like, I do. I hate that type of thing. When someone else, like, comes on the sidelines, I was like – I have to send this to Sarah. <laughs> she didn't know. I was like, yes. yes. Yeah. And I was just like, this is stupid. But I still agree because the debate we always have is like, I, whatever. I, he's still a tool bag. And I don't like him. And I mean, he could have done a lot of things differently. Oh, yes. you know, yeah, for sure. But on the flip side, he could have done way worse things too. Like, like he could have just been like, no, he can die. Yeah, maybe, still, maybe I'll get her back if he's dead. Maybe, yeah, you know, I just like, don't think it, I just stand by my thing. I don't think it makes up. I don't think what he did in war at the end of war makes up for what he did before. I do think he was what she needed at the time that she had him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I don't think that that makes up for what he did do. And I do think that he's still an abusive asshole. I think at his core, what you do behind closed doors, regardless of how you've grown up, it doesn't change your morality. Like, you should, I think innately people know in their heart what is right and wrong in life. How pissed is the whole fan base going to be if one of her next books is, like, all his point of view from the very beginning? I think it's an interesting Uh, thing. Like, what if we got that side of it? I actually think it would be an interesting thing. But I don't think people would be super, I mean, I think they might be pissed. I think the internet hates Tamlin. Yeah, I I think there's a very large fan base that would not read it. Even though they're, like... Bride or die, Sarah J. Moss. Like they would I don't think it. she would put it out as like the main thing. I think she would end up putting it out as like a side story later yeah, on. Maybe she'd have to like sneak it in between chapters, yeah, otherwise yeah. no one would read it. <laughs> Just like a novella. Like here's a Tamlin horn review. I think it is interesting though that out of five books, she never threw in a t- like a Tamlin point of view. Like she she's never put no. It she did this on purpose. Yeah. yeah. She has done this like yeah. yeah from the beginning on purpose. Yeah. He's I for sure the villain. I think it's very interesting. Speaking of point of views, and not meaning to get off the Tamlin train, but no, I, think, I appreciate, I think I appreciate the debate because yes. I, wanted, I wanted to know your. But thoughts. you, you liked it. How did you feel about it? Silver flames. Um, yeah, silver flames. I'll yeah. be honest. Like I needed a cigarette. Like, <laughs> and I don't smoke. And I was like, I feel like I should be smoking a cigarette. Like, and 
there are times where, like, I felt a little uncomfortable with, like, TJ sleeping next to me. As, like, <laughs> as you're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, he's cool with it, but it was just funny where I was like, mm, if only you knew, mm-hmm. you know? Like, this was not one that I brought to family dinner to read. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I did not do that. Yeah, it was, it was very, the descriptiveness yes. of these scenes was a whole different level, I think, right? Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. I feel like I warned you. I don't remember if I warned you. You told me that there was a lot of sex in it. You did tell me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I told you, I said there's a lot of stares and a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what I warned you, so. Yeah, you said, well, because originally I had asked, uh, which we actually edited it out. Yeah, but I had asked if um, Cassie and Ernesto were mates. Yeah. And I called that in, like, the last book, or maybe mm-hmm. the one before that. And You called it in the aftermath. Yeah. And you had said to you, yeah, actually, that one is her point of view. And you're like, and there's a lot of sex. Well, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of, I guess it's fitting for their characters, right? Because, yeah. like, she is the hot mess, and mm-hmm. he's the brute, or yes. whatever. So yes. it kind of makes sense that they would be the raunchiest couple. Yeah. And that, like... That's what we get with this book. Yeah. Speaking yeah, I, of, for both of you, like, this is your first read-throughs of the series and everything like that. How did you feel going, because the last series, too, that we read was Fourth Wing and Iron Flame, and then we went through Akatar, and this is kind of the first book that you guys had from a third person. Mm-hmm. Like, did you guys like third person better? Did you like first person better? Did you tell a difference? Like, what was your feeling, like, having, like, basically... You've been through Feyre's point of view this entire time, and now you're getting third-person point of view for two different characters. Mm-hmm. Like, did you like it better? Did you not like it better? Just, like, out of curiosity. Uh, for me, I didn't like the bouncing around. I didn't like how sometimes it was third point, sometimes it was Cassie, and sometimes it was Nest. Like, I wish it would have all been one or nothing. Um, for mm-hmm. me, like, it was hard. If I wasn't paying attention, I'd flip to the next page, next chapter, and all of a sudden I was like, why is Cassie... Oh, okay, it's from Cassian's point of view. Gotcha. I, I wish I had just said, like, Cassian when it would jump to it. That's yeah. what would have helped me. Because yeah. sometimes sometimes it would just jump from a moment. That's true. Oh, that like is in a good point. Chapter it would. Right. Yes. And, but then yeah. other times it would jump from a point of view in the yeah. middle of a chapter. Yes. Yeah. So or I think like, if it would like had just say like Cassian and then it yes. would be him, that would yeah. be helpful. But that would have been way helpful. Especially at the end of the page when yes. there's like the little doodle. Mm-hmm. But you're not paying attention to that at the end of the page. Right. Yeah. I actually made a note about this because what I loved about this was within the like so within these fantasy books especially, I guess, fourth wing and this in particular, the mind reading between partners, mates, whatever you call them, like, I have always thought how awkward that is for everybody else standing around when they're having these conversations in their head. (laughs) And I liked that in this, Cassian notes that, like, calls it out sometimes of, like, oh, they're having, they're talking right now. And he, like, describes it, and I was like, okay, so it's not just me thinking, like, these two people standing there looking at each other having a conversation that nobody else can hear. (laughs) It's so awkward, and he talks about it. So that part of it, I was like, okay, well, at least we're acknowledging that. Like, I liked that. And I liked, I liked being in Nesta's head. I think, like, she was totally different than Feyre, obviously, so it felt like a good change. It was... It was shocking. Well, and I took a big break between and read Fourth Wing before, yeah. so I had, like, a break, but then when it came in, I was like, this is different. It's different, for sure. But I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I like, see, I like third person better than I like first person a lot of mm-hmm. times. But I think I like it because, one, I can get more characters' point of views, and I like the fact that you can get more of, like, descriptiveness in the worlds. Mm-hmm. So, like, the scene can get described more because it's not... 
it's not dependent on just what one person is seeing and feeling. So, like, you can really, like, get a better description of, like, what is happening in the scene, what is happening in the moment, and then you can easily go to someone else's point of view. Yeah. And it's not having to, like, be determined just on, like, one character and where they're yeah. at. Um, I agree with that. And I, I like that. Um, for me, I didn't have an issue being, like, who's who, like, who, where is it jumping to? Mm-hmm. But I also read the book before, so I guess that, for me, I knew, like, what they sounded like, and I guess so, for me, that wasn't really a big issue. Um, though I can see, like, where that, it, I, I get that. Especially when it, they don't name it, and then it's in the middle of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, where they do that little, like, doodle in the middle of it, yeah. and you're like, and they're, they're switching yes. it. And yeah. they're switching it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? But, I, I, and then, like, my read-through, honestly, when I first read um, this, I remember not liking this book. As much. I did cast him dirty, and I did not like that. The, How the, so? Yeah. I felt like they, I felt like she, they, I felt like she made him dumb, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because when I did the first read through, I had, I had read through all four of these books in like two weeks, which is basically what we did this time. But I, it was my first time reading through, so I wasn't making notes, I wasn't paying attention, and so I was like, it made me really mad for him, just. Some dumb brute, basically. And really, he they, she didn't. She actually, like, it, the read-through to me, he wasn't what I felt like she made him out to be when I read it the first time. I felt like it was a little, like, more gratuitous sex. Like, there was some point, and I still kind of felt like the, that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. where I was like, she's scrying, and they're thinking of doing having a blowjob. And I was like, is there, is that really necessary at this point in time? Like, we're kind of trying to find, like, things that are going to raise the dead right now. Yeah. I feel like this is not the time or place. <laughs> like, the other thing, I think, he, like, wasn't as good at the politics side of things. Yes. So, like, when Reese asked him to, like, go take that position, mm-hmm. and, like, he didn't really know how to do that in the cunningly smart way that the rest of them did. Yeah. And so it was almost like... I don't know that she painted him stupid, but it was just, like, that wasn't part of what he was good at. Nesta made him feel stupid, I think, a lot. Yeah. So yes. maybe that came off Maybe of, like, that was what it was. Her, her reactions to him in the beginning, yeah. as much as she hated him, and I put air quotes around that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't looking for the same things I was looking for in this book. Mm. Like, this book, I was paying a lot more attention to, I think, everything. Like, I was paying yeah. a lot more attention to, you know, where they were and what they were doing, and... Mm-hmm. And what they were saying, because I'm looking for things, because I know the series is going on, and I mm-hmm. am knowing, like, what I want to look for, and I'm become a conspiracy theorist amongst these <laughs> books now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas before I wasn't. Yeah. So I just kind of read through the books for the the surface value of them. So mm-hmm. I think it's a difference, too, in that. So I definitely enjoyed this book far, far more. I mean, it's it's definitely third on my list of all of the Avatar books still, hmm. but it's, it's, it's still, I liked it a lot. I just, it's not, it's still not as good as I think it is. Hmm. Akmath and Akbor. But I did like him. Yes. Yeah. Cassian's my favorite. It will always be my favorite. Has he been yeah. from the beginning? Always. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can talk about him for ages. Okay. I love him so much. So maybe that's why going into this, you were a little disappointed at how he was written, because... A hundred percent. No. Like, he's always been... 
I just love him so much. And when you finally got his point of view, it wasn't what you had had in mind. Oh, baby boy. I think for me, it was like before he's always been portrayed as this like war hero and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And in this book, you start to see his own insecurities that Mm -hmm. he has. Like he feels like a dun. Like he keeps saying that over. It's like when you say something about like, I don't know if you're like, yeah, well, I'm just ugly. Well, I'm just ugly. Well, I'm just ugly. Like at some point, you're like, do you feel that way? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's your own insecurity coming out. Yeah. And I feel like the whole dumb brute thing, like, that's something that he's lived with his whole life. And so that is yeah. a tiny insecurity of his that he has mm-hmm. that he works through. Yes. You know, he gets right. through it. But I think that was the one thing about it that kind of annoyed me. Where it's, I'm like, dude, you're this badass. You well, know, he has to like, use it against him a lot yes. in the beginning. Like, yes. she well, knew well, that was an insecurity and, like, yep. constantly, like, pushed that button. And yes. I think maybe that was how yes. I was maybe the first time I read through it, too. And... But then you have to think about, like, maybe the second read through, that, like, pulled on my heart through the whole thing. Because you have to think of, like, in perspective, that's 500 years of people like Eris and these people who are, are, again, we've talked about this in every episode, or at least I bring it up, she really brings up a social structure, really brings up this hierarchy that is the High Lords, and the Lesser Fae, and, um, how women are treated, and those types of things, like, really political things in these books. And that's not, I mean, that's 500 years, that's more than we've been a country, you know what I mean? Like, that's a a very, very long time, and so that's been instilled in him, uh, 500 years of you're a bastard-born nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even How though you, you have more siphons than any other mm-hmm. Illyrian warrior ever, even though you are one of 12 right. to have ever made it to the top of Ramiel, like, you're still a bastard-born nobody. Mm-hmm. We're still not going to show you respect unless Reese walks into the door. I mean, it all goes yeah. back to childhood trauma, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything no, always goes back to childhood always blame our parents. <laughs> yeah. And, but that's, I mean, like, it, it still goes back to, so if you're continuously going to be treated like that, you're right. still always going to have that in the back of your head. I don't care sure. who you are. You're yeah, always going to have 100%. I think that this book, maybe the second read-through for me, really was like, it was less of the, like, this is getting annoying and more of, like... Understanding where you're Yeah, yeah. kind of more of an understanding of mm-hmm. this is less of, I can't believe you made him like that, and more of, oh, I kind of get it. Now I get it, yeah. I kind of get it, yeah. Okay, so diving in. The first thing I have is the intervention. Can you imagine that you walk in and you're just like, ah, fuck. Like, immediately you're like, I know what this is. It needed to happen. Right. But that's rough. Yeah. I think this whole time, like, she knew everything was out of love, right? But, like, her own, she just couldn't ever even say that to herself, right? Yeah. So, like, there's some part of her that understands where they're all coming from and knows, but it's still, like, she's too prideful to get there in that moment, which I get Oh, yeah. And then to be, like, so secluded. Yeah. And, like, cut off up in that in that house like that with no way to get to the brothels or the whatever yeah. it was that she was doing. It's like, you're, like... You're totally cut off. Yeah, completely. Well, even the house is not allowed to even let someone drink wine in front right. of you. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, takes the wine away. Yeah. 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 So that, that was interesting to me. Well, in that everyone, I, I mean, everyone was on the same in page. General are always interested. Like, I remember watching the show Intervention. Like, I get uncomfortable for the people in there. Like, oh, I always. can't watch those shows because I'm uncomfortable for them. It is that 
what I was thinking, what I th- always thought was interesting about in this book in particular, this intervention is because Reese has always been so big on choice, giving them the choice mm-hmm. of what to do with their lives, giving someone the choice of what to do, and in essence, he is still they are still giving her a choice, but not like it yeah. is. You're gonna either go do this. Or you're gone. Yeah. And it's not that big of a, like, it's not a really great choice. Like, it wasn't even like you can go do this or you can leave the night for it. It's you go do this or you're going to the human lands. Like, it's you're doing this or you're leaving in general. Like, yeah. And dare I say they locked her in the house alone. Yeah. They did. I mean, they did give her an option. You can go down the 10,000 steps. The tangled, wibbling weave. <laughs> like, like, it's. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. It's wildly different, but it's just funny how, like, you can hate one person so much for one thing. And then no, it's I, happened in a different concept, yes. and you're like, totally fine. Love him. Like, I get what you're saying, though. She no, didn't I have thought a choice. The same, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, it's a destructive Grace in particular thing. might have known and seen, like, what was, what she was and what she could be and what would happen, like, that she would destroy herself. That would yeah. destroy his mate. But and also, then, you're talking about a different thing, too, though, like, they gave her a year. Like, they gave yeah. her 14 months to, like, get herself out of this. They let Amron try to handle it, and when Amron couldn't handle it, and they got, like, Amron and her got into a fight, and that's yeah. helped this Right, all. that's what I'm saying. It's like, maybe he, he, like, yes, they locked her up there, essentially, but, like, he knew the power. She didn't even know. No, yeah, yeah she, she had no didn't idea. even know, but he could see and sense, and, like, we need her to save herself. Yeah. So yeah. that... For the good of everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you absolutely. Know? No, I think what they did was totally justified. I think that it makes sense. Like, sometimes you have to make hard decisions mm-hmm. for the people you love. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but I did wish that they would do something with Elaine, because she's just a wet freaking blanket. I'm hoping there's more to Elaine. Like, what castle do you think they could lock her up in and have <laughs> her, like, change her shit around? Uh, I don't know. Mine there has to be, this is jumping too, because like her and Lucy and that story has to get told, right? Like there has to be. There has to be something that I'm telling you my favorite line in that, in that entire book. Well, one of my favorite lines in that entire book. And I, I truly think Sarah J Maas put it in there because the readers have just said how boring she is, is when Nesta looks at Elaine. I think I wrote it down. Somewhere. He says, fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. No, when oh. Nesta... That was my favorite, and Elaine oh. just laughs, and she's like, okay. When Nesta goes, maybe you'll become interesting at last, Elaine. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. I but Elaine, Elaine, So Elaine didn't lose her powers, right? Because Nesta didn't really. No. No. So Elaine still has these powers, but, like, we haven't talked about it. Yeah, but no one really knows what hers are. Not well, really. she's... I mean, she's a seer. Yeah. So that's... But, but she doesn't... But she, it hasn't really happened again how, since... Yeah. She doesn't Colgan. really know how to tap right, into it. that's what I'm it. saying. There has to be... Yeah, there has to be more. There has to be more... Lucian. There's a lot of different stuff, like, on the internet. Some people think that she's going to end up being, like, the bad guy in all of the series. Like, it's gonna she's going to end up turning on everything. Like... Well, then, uh, hasn't... Wasn't there, like... I felt like it wasn't blaringly obvious, but, like, Az had a lot of, like, eyes towards her, right? Yeah. Like, Did you not read the bonus chapter? No. That I I'm sent sorry, you? Sorry, I Ma'am! I'm sorry. I just finished it, like, what? Yesterday? Okay, well, you're gonna get... Okay, the so there's... Chapter. Okay, tell <laughs> me about the bonus chapter. So well, we'll cut to the bonus chapter. We'll go in there. Okay. I feel like, in general, speaking of people that were annoying me in this book, <laughs> Azriel was extra broody this whole freaking yeah. book. Like... He was like everywhere in the newsroom. No, I didn't. Oh my god, you two, you had one job. We have, we have, I have a full time job. Right? <laughs> I have many jobs. But no, I just, I mean, I'm like, dang, everywhere he goes, there's 
like shadows and he's like yeah but okay. I think it's coming from a point of view of two people that like he was the chaperone right yeah, like, yeah. this Which, book they're like they're like oh he's just so do moody. you guys want to read he's the bonus the... chapter or do you want me to just tell you about the bonus chapter I want to I want to read it Okay, you read it, and then we'll come back to we'll this. We'll come back. We'll okay. talk. Yeah, we'll do it. This is a part two. Yeah, because I had questions Sorry. on it. Fuck's sakes. I have plenty of questions. Don't you? Well, you'll find out why he's fucking broody in the bonus chapter right. that says Asriel. Okay. Fucking sakes. I cannot turn the page. Okay, so page 43 <laughs> mentions... Page 43 mentions they sleep with females in the same room as each other. Yes! What in the fraternity house is going yeah. on here? Like, currently, or that was... No, like, I had. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, talks yeah. about it, and it, like, I think I sent you guys, like, a meme or something, like, we're just gonna skip over that? Like, we're just gonna write that? Breeze right on oh, by. Like, yeah. Okay. There's a couple of them where, like, I reread that, and I was like, did I miss that last time? Did this, but it's just like that, it's like that warrior mentality. Yeah. Yes. That, what do you call them? Frat females, you know, like, that, yeah. yeah. They were just... That frat boy, like... But yeah. still, like... Even frat boys don't do that, I don't think. Like, <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, it just... It was... Often in the same room. Like, not even leaving the room, and I was like, what? Yeah. But yeah, I guess if brothels are a thing there. Like, they right. said that, you know, Nesta was going to brothels. So, like, I guess it wouldn't be super uncommon. It's just, like, weird in, like, this day and time to think sure. about that. Sure. It's weird like, that, like, it's weird how much they can sense and smell. Smell! I have a question about that. Like, how much each, smell is brought up each yes. mate that they've been with? Like, or, yes. like, they can like, smell her on me. And I'm like, one, I don't want to know what that smells like. Like, I just thought it was interesting, too, that, like, um, Reese had the, like, shield around Feyre, and then, like, when they dropped it, they could sense that she was pregnant, too. Yeah. Like, their smell is just, like, so insane that they yeah. can sense those things. Yeah. Even. That or, I had one about... It's, it's cringy at times. Like, especially well, when it comes to the sex stuff. It's like... Well, yeah. and one of them says, like, that she could, like, smell his arousal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, how awkward that would that be? Yeah. Yes. This book, it was like, they could smell. Can yeah. you imagine, like, going through high school and, like, being able to smell every, like, teenage boy that's aroused? <laughs> like, bleh. Like, it smells so bad in here. Yes! Yeah. I'm like, I gotta go. I can't handle this. Keep it to yourself. But yeah. they can't. That was like, like yeah, whole... you literally can't. I think it's more of like a musk than it is like a odor. But still. Like, I think it's, it's a weird. way for her to describe like that everyone knew and everything, yeah. you know, like it wasn't this big secret yeah. type thing. Maybe. Yeah, like everyone knew but what was happening. But still, like. Because we have no secrets. Like, we already got mind readers everywhere, and yeah. people like, <laughs> can yes. we just not have some personal... No. Nothing. There's no personal space here at nothing. all. Nothing. Nope. Not, even the house is watching. Like, <laughs> she can't do anything alone. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, what's your next question? Nessa goes up to the house, Quinn, and they automatically have her one... Going to go train with Nestian. Uh, Nestian. Ooh. <laughs> uh, couple names. <laughs> I like it. Hey. Uh, they automatically go have her train at the war camp. Mm-hmm. Or not the war camp, but at the um, camp at Winhaven. And I just want to know whose idea it was from the beginning. Like, to me, I think it was kind of dumb from the beginning. I get why they did it. It's Nesta who doesn't like to make an idiot of herself. And they have her go and train in front of people 
I think they didn't think that part through. Yeah. Well, obviously, but, like... Yeah. I don't think that was a thought I, for any of them, because it didn't bother any of them. But I yeah. also think the it's kind it of... Her. It, to me, it's it's kind of a weird thing, too, considering that when they trained Feyre, they trained her up at the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think part of it, I almost wonder if they think... Because Nesta is so stubborn that, like, there was a part of me that was waiting for her to be, like fuck it, I'll show them. You know what I mean? Like In front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that I was kind of expecting that, too. And so I wonder how much of that, but yeah, I think a lot of it was oversight. Yeah. And a lot of it is thought that she just, like, kind of, like, feed her spicy snap. Her snap. Out of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Be there, like, spicy stuff. Like, all of those males' comments about, like, that would finally, she'd just be like, fuck you, and then she'd, like, get into it. Yeah, um, maybe. I I remember reading it, and I, I it was important to the plot point, because she had me, Emery, mm-hmm. needed to go there and see how... Cassian was treated yeah. by these other males, like... I think it also... Sh- sh- oh, sorry. No, you're going. Keep going. I think it, like, showed her insecurity, too, a lot of, like, that... Yes. yes. That they didn't expect, I think that's yes. a good point, is that, like, they thought she would be like, okay, fuck you, but she really, like, was terrified of being in front of people and doing those sort of well, things. Well, mm-hmm. the reason why I thought it was kind of weird, though, is because in Akavor, for, like, the meeting with the High Lords... Feyre, she didn't want to go with Feyre to the meeting of the High Lords because right. that was her story. Mm-hmm. She did not, she didn't want to make a fool of herself. She didn't want people to know her story. And, like, throughout the things, she's a very closed-off person. She's a very modest person. She talks about yeah, that's true. she doesn't want to wear the finest things that more and Feyre wear. Mm-hmm. She is a very guarded human being. And so, to me, it, it was a little weird, like, they're going to throw her... Not only someplace that she's never been and doesn't know doing something she's never done, but we're going to put her in a place where they don't, it's not a welcoming place for women in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe and, that was the and, point. And, yeah. And Feyre knows that. Yeah. Like, it was a weird call for Feyre to make. Not for the writer to make, not for Sarah to make, Sarah J. Moss to make as a writer. For for an actual storyline, it was a good call. But as the characters to make, I, I thought it was a weird kind of thing. I mean, maybe part of it was that, that, like, females not weren't necessarily given the opportunity. And so it was, like, to show her, like, hey, we're giving you the opportunity that most other females up here don't get. And that's true. So, yeah, like, make, you know, make yeah. most of it sort of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, and or maybe it was literally just to get the story points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that's actually what we're right. Like, oh, she's yeah. just like, okay, well, let's have him go here. You know, sometimes I think it is that, but then, and we'll get to this another at about another point in here. I, Sarah J. Moss is a very, I feel like she's a very calculated writer. She's an intentional. She's yeah. a very intentional writer, and she's written enough books by this book. That I don't think things are done without careful consideration. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think in her beginning books, like, when, when you read, like, Throne of Glass and Assassin's Blade, like, you'll be like, oh, you can tell, like, a child read, like, wrote this. Like, she was, like, 16 when she started mm-hmm. writing those types of stories. Mm-hmm. So you're like, this sounds about right. A yeah. 16-year-old wrote this. You know what I mean? Like, by this point, she's written stories and stories and stories and stories and I... Things are intentional, and so I, I'm wondering if it's more of like around the, what you said. They go back, like they're training back at the house, right? Okay. And I thought that that was really smart. I thought it reminded me of a teacher, like when they have like two very different students. You know what I mean? And they're you like, we have teacher. to, yeah, like we have yeah. to have the same thing, but I'm going to teach it to you a different way. Yep. And I was like, that's, mm-hmm. I love that. And then 
I also thought it was interesting that they made the deal, like, an hour of training for whatever Nesta wanted. I'm like, I feel like Cassian got the raw end of that deal. Not only does he have to, like, train her, but then, like, she gets whatever she wants out of it. He said it was stupid. He said, I know I'm gonna regret this. Yeah. And boy, did he. Yeah. Yeah. But he did also. <laughs> but I feel like she also, like, it took her longer than I thought it would to call in that favor. I, I forgot it. it for I forgot. I had to. I had to. I was like, <laughs> when she said the favor, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, yeah, crap, I forgot it. Well, because I feel like for Farah and Reese, like, they they kept talking about their bond. Or, like, their, you know, like, their tattoos their well, and all. Their, yeah. their tattoo was also on their arm. Like, it was always, like, the reminder. Right. You know what I mean? But it's just like they were constantly, like, talking, I don't know, talking about yeah. that. And then this one she just, like, let totally get. I, I wonder if that was intentional, too. Oh, I'm sure it was. So yeah, that so little, they would have that twist at the end. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about the library, or the where the priestesses are. Mm-hmm. The library, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Library. Well, the, there's, like, a library in the house, and then there's also the library there's underneath. the family library, which yes. is the house. Yeah, we can call it the family library. Okay, because I have questions about that, too. Yeah, there's a library. The library is the one that's under the house, yeah. So, Bryaxis. Yep. What is Henry's Gate in the world doing? Okay, so here's my theory about Bryaxis. And... <laughs> he's just out wreaking havoc, or do you think he's just, like, No, I do. I think out? that... My theory with Briaxis and what is going on with him is I think that the deal that he made with Pharaoh was not specific enough. I feel like he, she made a deal to help with the war, but it wasn't necessarily specific to the war. Like which The battle war? with Hybern, just the battle with Hybern. Yeah. I think, she, I, I gotta look back and see if it was like to help with the war and maybe Briaxis is not saying that this war is done. And okay. so he is waiting to come back until the war, like this next section of the war comes. Okay. That is my theory on it. Because he said, I like my home under the library. I just want a window. <laughs> like basically, is, I just yeah. want to see the, the moon and the stars. Right. So I think that he is just waiting okay. to come back. Okay, remind me. Did, was the house alive in the other books no okay so that started when she got when Nesta got there yeah Yeah. so she basically they say it towards the end of it basically that she made made, basically made it sentient like but it would still bring them it had enchantments it It had enchantments but it they had servants actually for the house it was just enchanted and then she, based on her own struggles and things like that, the, the fact that she held so much darkness or whatever, and she could see the light through the dark in the end, or I can't remember. Right, exactly but what you're they right. Said. Yeah, it, they, it would bring them food and stuff. It, it did things. Yes. Yeah, it, did, it wasn't it did just like things, okay. but it was not a sentient being as it became. Okay, she ended up bringing right. that out of him. Amran told her that when she saw it all happen. Yes. Like, like, when it, okay. Yes. Which, by the way, Amran and it, she said it first on page 82, keep reaching out your hand. That was, yeah. mm-hmm. that made my heart hurt. I, and it came full circle, right? Because yes. Cassian said it to her. Yeah. 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 Um, I love that, though, because, priestesses, right? Yeah. yes, and even though Amran, Amran was, like, telling Cassian that, I did think it was funny that every time she interacted with Nesta, like, there was no hand Oh, out. yeah. Like, there yeah. was a, she's she like, was like, you can reach her. a hand. I ain't. Yeah, but, I mean, mine got bit that, off. I'm yeah. done. Amron did that so much with her for so long. Yeah, that there came a point where she had to stop. I mean, no, I a point. I think we've all had that point too with friends or family or whatever, where you're like, I have to take. I for my own well being, I have to take a step back. Yeah, 
But she also probably knew they were mates, right? Yeah. Like, had sent that I think everyone, I think everyone but Nesta knew that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, which I also think it's kind of funny that it's always the man that knows first. I think Nesta knew. She just wouldn't admit to herself. She knew at the war when she, like, had dread yeah. and, like, called his name and saved him right. and stuff. Yeah. I think that's a really good. I, I also think it's really funny that as different as all three sisters are, they all handle trauma the exact same way. How so? Um, every single one of them shut down. Mm. In whatever way, they don't necessarily fight the same way, but all of them... They don't come out of it the same way. They don't come out of it the same way. Obviously, Feyre, when she shut down, she... Well, she tried to tell, you know, Tamlin, like, I need to get out. I need to do this. I need to do... I need to go help somebody or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when she finally shut down, shut down... Reese was there and he was trying to push her and, and doing that. But they all kind of, they do kind of what I would, I kind of think is like the typical depression where like you go into kind of like a numbness where you're tr- either trying to completely numb yourself, which is kind of what Nesta does, where she tries to find like drink and, and men and just find a way to numb it or lock yourself away, which is what Feyre does. And that's kind of what Elaine did too, is she locked herself away. And she didn't eat, didn't drink, she sat in a room, like, they hide themselves. And so you, like, shove yourself off, and you, like... Well, that's what their dad did. Right. Yeah. That's their only so example of, yeah. like, a trauma response. So it's it's very, that, as different as everyone says the three sisters are, they're actually, their trauma, and everything that they, like, their initial reactions to things are actually really, really similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a learned behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, they're, they also are really explosive. Well, I don't know about, we really don't know about Elaine yet, but, like, even Feyre and Nessa, like, if you attack their loved ones, they have really explosive behaviors to things. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Elaine does, too. Look at yeah. King of Highburn. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, he did kind of just shoot his husband. <laughs> she still killed him. Like, I mean, I know Nesta killed him, but like Elaine yeah, she started that. She killed him. I don't know why rolling. we keep saying Nesta killed him. Yeah. She stuck a knife through his neck. Yeah. <laughs> For God's sake. Um, okay, so the library that sorry, family library scene where Nesta was like, "You're quick off the mark." Mm. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> we went there, huh?" Okay. The first scene, she was yeah. so cruel. Yes, she is cruel. And, and he was it. so sweet to her before that. Like, what? I just, there were so many times when I was like, and she knew it too. Like, yeah. So yeah, she, she immediately, and, like, regretted it a lot when she would say those things. And, like, yeah. but she couldn't stop. Yeah. Like, oh, just yeah. stop. You realize <laughs> you're doing it. Stop. But she couldn't. She couldn't. I get it, though. I get, I get Nesta. Yeah. I completely do it. Like, I, I don't agree with it. I don't condone it. I think that she was, again, was a bitch in the beginning, but I get it. Like, you're pushing it away. If you're afraid of that shit, absolutely, you're gonna push every person you can away. Yeah. And if that's the way she knows how to do it, like, she, that's what she knows she's good at. Yeah. And if she physically, she physically cannot leave that place. So if she physically cannot, like, put a boundary against you and someone else, then you have to put an emotional boundary between you and someone else. I feel like she wasn't exactly putting a boundary against her and Cassian before she said those words. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Then she was just being a see you next Tuesday. For yeah. sure. Yeah, but that's, I mean, like... That's after. He literally said to her, your power is a song, and one I've waited a very, very long time to hear. 
Like, before, she was like, you're quick off the mark. And I'm like, you wanted to have sex with him. Like, shut up. Like, you don't make you feel like a teenager. Listen, Nesta's my Tamlin to you, okay? Like, I'll I'll defend her. It's that she just, she knew how to hit him and how to hurt him. She was a She knows how to do that about everybody. Like, that is one of the things that she knows how to do well. Yes. She knows what button to push. Yep. And what's going to work. And... She gets uh, she gets scared. She and even she, hesitated at times to do it. Like yeah. in her own she even said that. Like, I don't want to say this, but I but I did. Like yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, like there's the one part where she like it took everything inside of her to like not be I'm trying to think of what scene it was. When they were on the mountain, maybe? Or like, like the lake, the little pond thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where she it like it took everything to not be snarky and not be like yeah. jab again. Yeah. But she did, and she yeah. finally, like, was... Well, it's a defense mechanism. Like, right. It's just... Exactly, yeah. And it's, she says it, like, she talks about it, like, her mom brought her up to do this one thing. Yeah. And that's who her mom was. Mm-hmm. And then when her dad didn't fight, which her dad obviously is who her mom takes out, or who favorite takes after more of, is more of the kind, caring person. And she says that sometimes, where it's not... And that's why I think she kind of resents... Feyre a little bit, but her mom was the more calculated person. Like, yeah, she was not a loving person. She was not uh, what we think of mothers to be. You know what I mean? Like, her job was to make sure that her daughter married off and went wealthy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting that, like, the last two series, like, the mothers have been very similar in that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, General Sorengale was not the nurturing, loving type. Like, she had a job... Her job was to make sure her kids survived, and she did that. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, a, here, let me coddle you. Like, there was nothing like that. Yeah. Which is, like, same here. Like, she was, like, and we talked, that was actually kind of one of our projections, or pre- predictions, there we go, predictions on the dad. Like, because we were, like, yeah. he's kind of, like, just get your shit together, right? Yeah. Like, come on, do something. And they're, like, well, but maybe he didn't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of that thing where, like, the mom was obviously the doer, and the dad was the thinker. And, yeah. like, it kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. worked until it didn't. Yeah. I understand Nesta, I think. I don't agree with what she does. I, you sent, I, one of you guys sent one of those things, one that says, like, either if you don't like Nesta, you, you've dealt with one, mm-hmm. and if you do like Nesta, you've, you've been Nesta at one point in your life. And I've definitely been a Nesta at one point in my life, and I, I understand her. Like, it is, it is. Like, you just, if you can't physically separate, then you have to emotionally separate mm-hmm. and you just strike where you know and she but she also like again she grew up knowing how to do it mm-hmm. she was talking yeah 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 page 58 and this is Eris um talks about he gave Pierre something not to go to Valaris what do you think he gave him what was the context I don't remember but I had written it down it like, would have had to been some information or something right or was it something physical it just this was coming from more um I guess she was talking to Cassie, and he was telling her, you know, you, we know we we mourn you if you ever came here. Her asshole father, her asshole of a father, still hadn't called in his favor with Reese to visit Valeris. Eris bought me time. Her words were laced with acid. Cassian had tried not to believe it, but he knew Eris had done it as a gesture of good faith. They don't. They never mentioned what he did with Eris. That all. The whole 
thing with Eris, all of that's coming back up. It has to. Yes. I, I think so, too. They I have so too. many little tidbits. Well, in the way that it ended with Cassian being like, I think you're a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot more to that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that we just don't know quite yet. Yeah, because they've said, like, they keep going back and forth about, like, even Eris said when he was dancing with Nesta that he's like, oh, is that the story she told? Right, about yeah, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Which and, I also, yeah. And then at the end, like, with Cassian, yeah. where he's like, it's not you that I have any, like, intention on telling that, like, yes. my side of the story to. Yeah. So then that's, it goes back to, like, what I was saying at the end of the last book, where yeah. I was like, it makes me think he left her at the wall so she wouldn't have to come to Autumn Court with him. Like, that's, yeah. he came back and his dad tortured him. Yeah. Right? Like, I think he's, like, saving her, he tried to save her from that. Yeah. Mm, and so if it came off as, like, leave her, we don't like want her. Dumped her. Yeah. yeah, but I think that was more so everyone else would leave her alone. You know yeah. what I mean? Knowing that, like, they would come get her. But hmm. it there's so much more of that that you know is coming back yeah, up. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I agree with that. Which also, though, brings me to the question. Um, Cassian makes note of a couple different people in this book about his feelings towards them. Like, Eris at one point, like, mm-hmm. at the very end, he does look at him and say, you're a good male. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Jurian, however, he always says that he doesn't like Jurian. There's something about him that he just does not like about Jurian. And I'm wondering if we're going to find out why. If there's going to be, not why he doesn't like them, but I'm wondering if, like, these little, little things she sneaks in there are really, like, going to come out as predictions of who's going to be on what side at the very end of the you know what I mean like is it going to be like okay Eris is going to get Eris is actually going to be on the good side Jurian is actually a snake in the grass and not actually he's been playing the wrong side the whole you know what I mean like because I feel like the way she portrays Cassian at least is and the way that Nesta even talks about him is just having this really pure heart um and really, probably the purest out of all of them, probably out of the group. Even out of, maybe more might be the only one besides that, because her gift is truth, even though none of us still know what the fuck that means. <laughs> uh, like, we still don't know what her power is, it's fine. But, um, I'm wondering if that's, this, this book ends up kind of giving us clues as to, like, knowing who's on what side. Maybe, but she's done that so many times in the other books, too, where you're like, yeah. Fuck that guy. And then, like, comes out, like, they're, like, not that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but what I'm saying, though, is, like, Cassian is one of the few people that has, like, a... She's described as being fairly... Okay, but she also... I mean, I get what you're saying. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. But, like, she also wants you to think that a more and more is let everyone... Like, she's putting little breadcrumbs that Eris isn't as bad of a person as he seems to be, and yet more let everyone believe that he's this shitbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I think I am we haven't that, had more perspective yet. Right. That's what I'm saying though, is like it's not of like I'm talking about like from a perspective point of view. Like not from someone just saying that guy's a bad guy, but like from someone's thought process, if that makes sense. So like this isn't from like Cassian saying it. This is from like there's points in the book where Cassian's sitting in there likes to saying like I don't know what it is about jury and I can't remember I have it written down somewhere like where he literally talks about, like, I don't know what it is about him, but there's something about him I've never trusted. Like, yeah. those types of things. Where I'm wondering, like, what maybe. he... I don't know, because yeah. this was with Tamlin for so long, too. Like, yeah. And so maybe, maybe. yeah, it's just a... 
he had spent so long not trusting him. Yeah. yeah. Same with Eris. Like, there's it's just bred inside of him that this is an enemy. Or, and, yeah. And you, you like, know? you also, like, he fought in the wars with Jurian. Like, so he probably saw, like, mm-hmm. the worst parts of him, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who you are in battle. And, yeah. yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, I think yeah. there's so much to everything that we don't yeah. know. Also, why is that Ugh. queen still not in the lake? I don't know. She's causing a lot why of trouble. What? The queen, not in uh, the lake. Go back to your lake. She's hanging out with Braxis. Oh, yeah. not. She's hanging out with Durian and freaking um, uh, Lucian. Lucian, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant the. I thought you meant. Is it Braylon or whatever? Bra- that's Brielle what I thought you were talking about. No, too. I'm talking about uh, what's her face. Can't remember. Good. Her name. I know the fire lady, the yeah. good queen. She's good. Good. We'll see. I think the band of misfits well, is all like, bad news. She was one that like died and they and they came back as the bird, right? Or as the phoenix. They like they shunned her or something. Yeah. 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 She's cursed and she's like a firebird during the day and then at nighttime yeah. she's yeah. a yeah. But but they've like she's been. I guess it's a cat and neutral, huh? She hasn't been like good or bad yet. Yeah. She's just been. Mm-hmm. She's just been there. <laughs> she's been. I guess she sent her ships. But yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of like... I thought she helped another time, too, with something. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, I know they went to her house. They Cassie went and talked to them okay. at one point, too. Um, Alright. So, we're gonna have to come back for part two. Okay. But, stay tuned. Happy to have you. And we'll be back... Well, I guess I'll release them at the same time. So, we'll be back momentarily. <laughs> Go to episode two... Of A Court of Silver Flames. Excellent. As always, thanks for tuning in. We had a blast. We hope you did too. Head over to our Instagram, BoozyBC Podcast, to see next week's drink recipe and just overall content for the show. We love hearing your questions, comments, or game ideas. If you have any of those, please feel free to email us at boozybookclubpodcast at gmail.com. All right, thanks. We'll see you next week.